0: All right. I want to invite any of our children who are in the sanctuary to come join me up here. And if you're watching from home, you can move a little closer to your screen. Hi, friends. Come sit up here. All right. We're going to read a story together. This is a book called Change Sings. Okay. We'll go this way so you can see the pictures. I can hear change humming in its loudest proudest song I don't fear change coming and so I sing along I scream with the skies of red and blue streamers I dream with the cries of tried and true dreamers I'm a chant that rises and rings there is hope where my change sings Though some don't understand it, those windmills of mysteries, I sing with all the planet and its hills of histories. I hum with with a hundred hearts, each of us lifting a hand. I use my strength and my smarts, take a look, take a knee to make a stand. I'm bright as the light each day brings. There is love where my change sings. I show others tolerance, though it might take some courage. I don't make a taller fence, but fight to build a better bridge. I talk not only of distances from where and how we came, I also walk our differences to show we are the same. I'm a movement that roars and springs. There's a wave where my change sings. Change sings where? There, inside me, because I'm the change I want to see. As I grow, it grows like seeds. I am just what the world needs. I'm the voice where freedom rings. You're the love your bright heart brings. We are the wave starting to spring, for we are the change we sing. We're what the world is becoming, and we know it won't be long. We'll all hear change strumming. Won't you sing along? The end. This book reminds us that we could be change in the world that we can do what God calls us to do and spread God's love and God's light to everyone we meet and help those around us and show our love for all of the people. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for this opportunity to be reminded that we can be your light and love in the world, that our change can sing through the lives of everyone we meet. We hope that you will be with us and we trust that you are. In your name we pray, amen. All right, friends, if you are three, four, or five, you can follow me to Children's Church. Otherwise, you can go back and sit with your families. Thanks for joining me. I'm four. Okay, let's go.
1: And remember me, I'm new kids. Yeah, Oh. Good morning. I'm Frances Merritt. My sermon title this morning is A Blind World, Jesus, the Light of the World. Two songs come to mind with this text. The first is the famous hymn, Amazing Grace, in which Newton says in one of the stanzas, was blind, but now I see, and almost verbatim quotation, of a man born blind in our text this morning. But but this is also what also comes to mind another song. Jesus, the light, Jesus, the light of the world. Because the religious authorities are blind to the light of the world. Our sight is a wonderful gift from God. We marvel at the fiery colors of a sunset, the rich pastels of spring, and the delicate beauty of a flower. How tragic it must be to never see the light of day, never see a beautiful sky, never see the eclipse, never see a tree, never see a bird never see a snowflake, or to never see the faces of our parents. Yet, there is a far greater tragedy than physical blindness. In our text this morning, Jesus is walking along the city of Jerusalem, and he noticed a man who was born blind. There is no indication that this man cried out, to Jesus, nor that anyone called Jesus' attention to this man. Jesus has healed many blind people in the synopsis gospel. But here, this man is blind, which points out seemingly his hopelessness. The man was born blind, and that fact sparks the disciples question, "Rabbi, who's sin? This man or his parents?" The disciples wanted to call a meeting. The disciples saw the man as a subject of a theological discussion. That's not what Jesus saw. Jesus had compassion for this man. Jesus saw this man as a subject of mercy. It was not because of the sins of his parents or because of his sins, Jesus answered. He was born blind so that the power of God could be seen in him and manifest in him. Jesus is saying this is an opportunity for God to manifest his power in this man's life. Friends, whenever there's, a, whenever there's suffering and hurt in the church, there's always an opportunity for us to do this work, to heal the brokenhearted, to give to the poor, and to give sight to the blind. We must work while the opportunity is ours to manifest the grace of God to humankind. All of us must quickly carry out the tasks given us by the one who sent us to open blind eyes because there is little time left before the night falls and all work comes to an end. Jesus saw this man blindness as something that could display God's glory. What Jesus said initially looks a bit confusing until you realize that he knew his time was limited. He saw the man and at the same time knew that his time was nearing before his death. He had clarity about his mission, as well as limited time he had left on earth. He saw the man as somebody who fit into the mission that God had given him. But only, but not only did he see the man as being blind, he saw blind disciples. He saw a blind world. On the cross, he cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It's like that with us. When we see some people, what do we notice? I have to confess that I've looked at some people and been more interested in having a theological discussion rather than having compassion for them or trying to help them in some manner of the problem is that we lack urgency that Jesus has. We don't realize, we really don't realize the time, the short time that we have. We look at people and we look at time and we see something completely different than what Jesus sees. Jesus said, I am The light of the world. There's more than meets the eye. As you remember, Jesus had originally called himself the light of the world in John chapter 8 verse 12. In the middle of the feast of a tabernacle, a feast that celebrated the harvest and God's goodness and provision. As part of the festivities, four golden candles were put into place and all was poured into a large gold bowl. The lamp rose over the wall of the temple. It was so bright that they were said to have light up the entire city. The Levites led the celebration with musical instruments and the singing and dancing and last all night but the main candelabra was left until the last night so that the is Isra- so that israel will remember their full salvation not only yet but being realized but all the lights in the temple could not open the eyes of the jewish world there were not real light until Jesus came with the light from above. He stood in the place where all the oil and their golden bows and said to them, Do you call this light? I am the light of the world. Jesus is the fulfillment of God's promise of salvation. What happened next is pretty amazing. Jesus restores sight to a lot of people. But this is the only time that he restored the sight of somebody who was born blind. Some even think that he used this imagery from creation of God forming life from dust as he restored light, as he restored the sight to this man. Then he sped on the ground and made mud with the saliva and smoothed the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash in the pool of slum," which means scent. So the man went and washed and came back singing. The neighbors start talking. It didn't take long for the word to get out that something miraculous had happened to this blind beggar. Not only was he able to see, but no longer was a beggar. Friends, when Jesus heals us, we are completely transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. We don't look the same. We have a new attitude. We act differently. We are a new creation in Jesus Christ. The neighbors were the first to notice the change. They couldn't believe that that this was the same man. They kept asking, are you sure? It can't be him. Some maintain that this man only resembled the blind man. The man tells what happened. He did not tell them everything about Jesus. All he knew was a man called Jesus. I know nothing else about this man. And he stood up to these religious leaders on what he knew. And we have to learn, friends, to stand up on what we know and what, rather than what we don't know. He said to the religious, religious, religious leaders, when I got up this morning, I could not see. When my parents woke me up this morning, I could not see. But this man put some mud on my eyes and told me to go wash in the pool of slum. This morning I was blind, but this evening I can see. They could not discredit the man. Then they took the man to the Pharisees. This is the religious institute of that day. Now, as it happens, Jesus had healed the man on the Sabbath. The Pharisees asked the man all about it. So he told them, that he smoothed the mud over his eyes and, when he, was, and then when he was washed away, he could see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man Jesus is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, but how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep, division of opinion among them. They took him to his parents for fear that the parents of the parents, the parents sent him back and told him to go back to the son. That they could that they could be put out of the the, sin they could be put out of the sin of the God so they would not they were very skeptical about what they would say because they would be put out of the synagogue. When Jesus heals, a mother or a father cannot answer for us. We have to speak for ourselves. The parents were right when they told the religious leaders he is old enough to speak for himself. And I say to anyone here, Whose eyes have been opened by Jesus. No one can tell your story but you. You are old enough to speak for yourself. Because the man spoke for himself. The the religious leaders came, became very angry. And excommunicated him. They put him out of the synagogue. They will put you out where you can see Christ beyond the institutional church, they will put you out. But don't worry. Don't be afraid to be put out. For the scripture tells us, when they put him out, Jesus came. If you stand for him, when they put you out, he will come and give you more light. Jesus said to the man, I have come to judge the world. I have come to give sight to the blind and show those who think they can see that they are blind. This is when we get an idea of the story is about more than a man being given sight. It also is a commentary on how some of us as religious people can be so very blind, when it comes to seeing what Jesus sees. The disciples couldn't see. They saw a theological discussion rather than a man in need of help. The Pharisees couldn't see. They were conducting investigations. Lies were being changed. But a man born blind not only physically, but spiritually. Thank God for giving this dark world the light. For later, night comes to Jesus at Calvary. But those disciples remembered his message, that he said that I must work while this day. But that was not all they remembered. He said to them, you are the light of the world. He calls us to be the light as he was in the world. We must let our light shine. Amen.